Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, guess what? We're back. It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Uh, I had to remind you that we have a groovy intro, but this is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast <laughs> on the Believe Network. Joining me is my man from South Georgia, the Ware County Gator himself. It's Israel Troop, man. What's going on, bud? What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? I'm man, just getting ready for a little this little region run that we got going on here. We start region this weekend, which is oh, nice. it's that time of the year. Yeah, we uh, we have another region game. We had our first region game two weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to win that one because we were kind of off kilter. Um, kind of gave, kind of made the team that we played against looked a lot better than they are. Um, this past week, we had a little GHSA action against uh, Christian Heritage in Dalton. We came down, uh, got back on track there, forty-two to two, and so now we're ready to play Father Ryan this week. And a big, big region matchup. So uh, it's going to be good. We're going to head off into our bye week, um, a much needed bye week. We're kind of beat up right now, so that's going to be um, that's going to be huge for us if we can get a win and then get in our bye week and get a few guys healthy uh, for our stretch run and our run into the playoffs. Absolutely, we don't have any more buys, so it is ten games straight. You know, it's kind of what we're preaching, our guys. Ten games straight. You know, once you get that 10th game, you already know what time it is. So, you know, it's just one of those deals. Although we want to get to game 10, you know, it's still one game at a time. So this weekend, we've got to go back to Savannah, you know, take care of business over there and then keep chopping till December. Hey, that's what, that's what we do, man. We, we got, if we want to, if we want to win it all, we got eight games left, but we're, we're a smaller playoff field because there's only 11 teams in division two, triple a. So we just kind of reshuffle the deck and, and, and play it out. But uh, we are presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. Um, if you if you played and hit some parlays this weekend, congrats! Uh, my parlays were uh, they weren't very good this weekend. I kind of I kind of got crushed a little bit, but that's okay. I don't put any big money on it anyway. But uh, they have parlays. Uh, you can play live bets uh, through, throughout the games, uh, all kind of things, money lines futures props uh how many times they're going to show taylor swift on uh (laughs) during the chiefs game you know all of that good stuff uh and it's all right there betterline.ag so head to the website and or use your mobile device put in the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v there you go (laughs) to get your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so betterline.ag it's where the game starts so yeah we're gonna uh we're not gonna make any picks in this show that's for later on this week when we preview uh the kentucky wildcats uh they're coming to town 
uh, next or this Saturday, I should say. Uh, so that'll be a good that'll be a good matchup. But uh, I want to talk about the matchup that we just had with Auburn on the plains. Georgia came in as I think the lines closed at fourteen and a half. Uh, they were sixteen and a half most of the week, uh, but Auburn, Auburn showed me a little something, and and we and you and I both knew that this game was going to be tough on the road. Carson Beck, first time starting in an environment like Jordan Air Stadium, and and you can attest to this. That is not a fun place to play. That is not an easy place to play. But got off to a shaky start, which was predictable given the shaky starts he's gotten off to plus the environment um it, it wasn't a recipe uh, it was more of a hey survive the first half settle down and then and then get after it in the second half and for a lot of georgia fans they wanted to see us just completely dominate an inferior opponent in auburn which auburn showed guess what israel they play in the sec so they're not they're not an inferior opponent because they play in the SEC. They've got SEC talent. So yeah, they're allowed to play like an SEC team. And and Auburn did just that. So we're gonna break down. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball first, because let's face it, we're two offensive coordinators. So we're gonna start over there. Um let's start with what went right. So we're gonna do the good, the bad, and the ugly, essentially. Um, and we'll start with the good, Israel. Give me a good. Uh, the good part is is seeing Dejon um, w- without a knee brace on. I think he came out. He ran hard. Um, he ran really hard in between the tackles. Um, the touchdown that he got um, off the pin pull sweep on the outside was absolutely beautiful. Um, blocked up well by the offensive line and the uh, receiver outside. So you know, seeing Dejon, you know, looked like he was about you know 100% running the football. I think that was absolutely awesome. Um, you know, we tried to get the ball to Brock in the first half. You know, it's really hard to get the ball to a guy like that, especially when they know that of who he is. You know, if you look, they had a linebacker on him, plus a corner, plus a safety, because we do so much 12 personnel, 21 personnel type stuff. So that's kind of tough, you know. But, you know, at the same time, you know, he goes off for 159 in the second half. You know, that just shows you what kind of guy he is and shows you how important that he is in getting the ball to him. You know, and the best part of Saturday was seeing Lab McConkie come back in the small packages and capacity that he did. He comes in and makes a couple of huge first down catches. Um, you know, he he takes some of the, the attention off of Brock. You know, so now you have to account for that guy. You know, we had a lot of a lot of guys step up, make some big catches. Um Rosemary Jackson came in, um, did a great job ah, on the perimeter. You know, Ron Ra Thomas, you know, those guys, you know, have done a phenomenal job um, on the perimeter. So the good is that, I mean, we're still early in this thing. And I, like I said, it's the SEC, you know, and it's Auburn in Auburn. And one thing about playing on the plane is those people are going to show up for this ball game. They may not show up for another one, but they're going to show up for this one. You know, so it was loud and it was rocking. And Kirby alluded to it, to it um, you know, after the game. You know, I think the – the atmosphere, you know, the crowd and that a lot of those things, you know, kind of had, had a helping hand and, and, you know, it's struggling in the first half, you know, but the fact that this team is resilient, you know, I think that's the word, you know, for us this season is being resilient. You know, we're, we're, we're we start off slow. It happens. It happens to some of the best teams all the time, but it's how you finish. That's why we play four quarters. And, you know, and like I tweeted it the other day, you know, if, if you're going to panic in the first quarter or the first half, then you just don't believe. You know, the clock is zero at the end and we're down and we're losing. That's when I'm like, all right, 
we we're, we're struggling a little bit. But until that clock hits zero, there's a 98.2% chance that Georgia's going to win the ball game right yeah. now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they haven't lost since the SEC championship in 20, the 21 season. It's a 22-game win streak. It's uh, best in the country. So I, I'm, yes. I'm going to assume that we're gonna, that we're going to win until we don't. And and I and I agree with you that all, all the good stuff that happened, you know, you had guys stepping up. Uh, Brock Bowers in, in the second half really went off 159 yards receiving. That last touchdown was was designed so beautifully to take advantage of of the coverages and and Auburn not really getting out of the zone coverage to account for Brock Bowers because at that point you should have. And mm-hmm. it was a uh, it, it, what's that? I said at that point you definitely should have because it was pretty much the Brock Bowers show all of the fourth quarter. That's for dang sure. You got a little sprinkle of it in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter it was pretty much Brock Bowers and Carson Bakeshaw. Sprinkle yeah. in a little bit of Dejan Edwards. So this was the concept that we that we scored the go ahead touchdown on. Uh, it was a two by two concept. I'm not sure what was happening on the backside. I don't really care. Um, but this yeah. is usually a, a snag concept that goes with a corner route. But instead, he deeped mm-hmm. the corner and, and took it to a dig, settled in right about where the between the guard and the tackle caught the ball there, and then just took off. And so it, it yes, was a beautifully designed play on the outside to pull the backer and the corner with it, you know, because obviously you got Lad and Brock on the same side, you know, so you just occupy literally three people in that triangle, you know, all at one time and just let the middle of the field open. By the time he catches the ball, I mean, it's too late. You're not going to catch it. Yeah, safety was was trying to play over top of of Brock Bowers, anticipating that he was going to break it to the corner on that on the snag concept and he didn't and the safety couldn't recover get back downhill and Brock Bowers does what Brock Bowers does. Uh Dejon Edwards was running really hard. I I'm I'm so excited that he's doing what he's doing because he waited so patiently. He could have transferred, probably could have started anywhere else in the conference, probably could have started for any team on the eastern seaboard, chose to stay at Georgia, and now he's running back one. So I, I was excited to see that. I was excited to see the offensive line kind of get more on the same page in the second half, uh, communicate a little bit better. I mean, Georgia, I kept saying, I, I was at a party, and they had the game on at the party, but I kept saying Georgia's moving the ball way too well for this game to be tied or Georgia being behind. I was like, we're we're, we're just we're just Absolutely. moving it way too well and and we would get down in the red zone or we'd get in some important third down situations we'd take it we'd take a sack or we'd overthrow something or something we tipped or you know Auburn played some really good third down defense and they played some really good defense in pressure situations which kept them in the ball game and and made the ball game the way it was versus the way it probably should have been the way we were moving the ball in the way that and also the way that they became one dimensional which we'll talk about here in a little bit of taking away what we like to do in the first half. You know, we like to, you know, run the ball in between the tackles. Well, we realized really quick that just wasn't going to happen. You know, me and you talked before the before the broadcast, and I was like, the most disappointing thing is, you know, we got all these accolades before the season um, with our offensive line, and we can't even run zone to get – I know I was just watching it just been to go. It's third and it's, two it's communication. in the very first series. 
you know, and we don't even get the two yards. You know, Dejan gets hit, you know, um, at the line of scrimmage. You know, you would think running zone, especially those big bodies, whether we're missing a player here or, that, here or there, you know, we should be able to get two yards. You know, we should be able to move the chains right there. So, you know, one thing that I've noticed, and, you know, we, we, got, we talked about the good, now here's the bad, is that we haven't, you know, we haven't gotten any really good cohesiveness on offense, you know, mm-hmm. and the plays are there. You know, you can you can see it. You can see it develop. I mean, we missed um, Delk on a big play at the beginning. Um, Brock takes yeah. the corner and the safety with him. Uh, we have kind of overthrown. You know, it's just all about execution. We're not executing in the first half. You know, it, we're kind of just getting our footing, you know, going into halftime. Then the second half, it's like, boom, all right, we figured it out. You know, at some point, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this weekend, that we're going to need to score. And it's, it's one of those deals to where, all right, what do we do, you know, to get that going? Well, one thing that we've done this week at practice is we've started having competition at the beginning of practice. You know, we go mm-hmm. against our first defense, you know, and then we make it a competition to where, all right, if you lose, you got, you know, 10 up downs, you know, things like that to kind of build that competition at the beginning. And we always make it situational. You know, I know Coach Smart and that and that crew is all about different situations. And I think it's time to have, you know, that talk and sit down. Like, hey, this is the situation. You know, we're trying to score on the first series. You know, if we don't score, then we got gas or something in the practice. You know, you kind of got to implement that into where execution, you know, is at the utmost importance. Yeah, absolutely. And and you got to put a little more pressure on those guys to execute in those in those pressure pack situations. But to me, I think it's all summed up with one word: communication or lack thereof. You know, I I think that there's calls not being made across the line. Maybe it's a trust thing. Maybe it's a, okay, we're trying to protect Carson and not put him in, in situations rather than just let him, just let him get out there and let him rip it, you know, and quit, quit like trying to, trying to baby him. I, I, I don't know if part of it's play calling, like ultra conservative, like let's not get ourselves in a tough spot early type play calling. I, I don't know if it's that, combined with just like a heavyweight boxer feeling out for the first two or three rounds his opponent and then all of a sudden you get to like the fourth fifth sixth round and they start wailing on each other and, and they start letting it rip so uh, I, I think it's just an execution thing i think it's just a confidence thing i think it's just something that you know i, I think over time we'll get a little more you know fast starts i, I think considering we proved ourselves from two league games that hey we can get down and come back like it's okay if we be a little bit more aggressive you saw this with Stetson mm-hmm. right you saw the same exact stuff with Stetson I mean it's no different it's not it's not a Bobo thing it's not it's not unless you're like oh I hate to play calling with Bobo I mean you know you could look at any OC and say yeah I, I don't like certain play calls you know, or I, I typically say, okay, I would, I probably wouldn't call that in that situation, but that doesn't mean I hate what he called. It just means that like, Hey, we, we just, we're just different. But you know, I, I think Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin did the same thing until he got confidence in Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. I and I do think, think Carson's the guy. Oh, there, there's, there's no doubt. There, there's no doubt. I mean, the man was still what 33 or 43, if not mistaken for over 300 yards, you know, he had a touchdown in the peak. You know, and in the pick, I think it's just, you know, a bad read on my opinion. In my opinion, I just think he just made a bad read. Third down situation, you're trying to get the first down. I mean, I get it, you know. Yeah. But the play before that, you know, we got to we gotta make the throw. You know, that is, that is the exact yeah. same drive, you know, that we missed Delco on. 
you know, and then we get stopped, yeah. you know, on the third. It was the play right before. We miss you we know, miss Delp on first down, and then we run it yep. second down, and then we try to force one in, into the middle because hey, we got it, so we're going to try to force that thing. And absolutely, and the guy it's made just a play a, on it. like you said. I think they trust one another. You know, I think it's a deal to where we're just coming out flat. You know, um, as a as a team. You know, I think the game plan at the beginning was pretty dang good. You know, the the whole eye candy. You know, to get the ball to Delp right there. I mean, that, that's that's huge. You know, that shows that we're not scared to throw the ball down the field. You know, things like that. So I just think we're just coming out flat. You know, I think yeah. the, the play calls are there. It's just it just we're coming out flat, and you got to execute. I think those are two things right now that just kind of kind of hindering us at the moment. You know, and everybody wants to have a scapegoat. Everybody wants to say it's Bobo. So if you just think that it is the play call, you know, and you're obviously not watching the whole entire game. You know, I think yeah. more and more people are starting to see that. Um, but you still have those outliers that, you know, think that they know everything. Uh, yeah. And all, it's all Bobo. Well, Bobo didn't go out there. He can't block. He can't make throws. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people are open and we're just missing them. Yeah. I mean, is it Bobo? Sometimes, yeah. Is it Carson Beck? Yeah, sometimes. Is it somebody ran a wrong route? Yeah, sometimes. When we make bad calls, you know, we get it all done for parents and stands. I have a fan club. I don't know if you had a – I had a fan club. I don't know if you have a fan club. Do you have a fan club? I've had a fan club before in my life. At one you have one now? No. I don't have one right now. I guess being state champs are pretty happy with most of your play calls, aren't they? Uh, sometimes this this year it's been a, been a little trying every once in a while, but you know, but it comes with the territory. You know what I mean? If you, that's why I, that's why I say this all the time. You know, all these people want to say what we should and shouldn't do as coaches. All right, well, you put in your application. You know, you you come out here and, and you you make this call. I, I'll give you the call sheet so you can do it. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, or you can call up. Top of the dome, really doesn't bother me. Let's see how good you do in these pressure situations. When your job, your mortgage counts on these 15, 16 year old kids, you know, executing and doing what they're and supposed you, to do. And you got 10 to 15 seconds to make a decision. Yes. Good luck. Some of you mm-hmm. can't even decide what you want to eat, what shoes you want to wear. What do you want to wear? You know, clothes you want to wear throughout the day, yet alone make a play call in 30 seconds. 30 seconds, shoot, like half of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, um, get everything in. Come on, guys. I mean, it's hard. I, it's I, hard enough out here. I guess that's the ugly. Like, people thinking Carson Beck is not the guy. Like, I, I, I still think he's the guy. Like, it's not him and him solely. I mean, yeah, he's not. I mean, he he forced the ball in there uh, on, thir- on a third down early to – to give up an interception, which ultimately led to some points, but like the uh, that that's the ugly is saying it's wholeheartedly Mike Bobo or it's wholeheartedly Carson Beck, and I, I think you know you have to go with a guy that's been in those scenarios before. Like I I don't know that pulling him for Brock Van I don't know that starting I think if we start Brock Vandergriff we probably lose that game. Um, and that's no yes. that's no slight to Brock Vandegrift, but like Carson Beck is just a little more. I, I don't know. Like he he's proven that we can trust him in those scenarios. Like he came back from a a, a game that 
I don't know, any other any other new starting quarterback would have probably lost against South Carolina. And and he came back and was like, you know, okay, here we go. Let's go back to work. Second half. We're gonna we're gonna get it. We're gonna score on five out of six possessions. Did the same thing against Auburn. 98 yard drive to take yeah. the lead. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> 98 yards. I tweeted that too. We just went 98 yards. <clears throat> Am I, I I guess if people are still doubting him after that, I I, I don't know. Like I, I just don't know. I mean, is well, he Stetson here, Bennett? Here's Not deal. yet. And here's the thing that I figured out about our fan base, and you know, people will admit it too. You know that we've gotten spoiled the last couple of years. Um, but here's the thing, though, that they look at all these games before Georgia plays, right? They look at the Oklahomas and the USC's and Colorados and Oregon's mm-hmm. and all those people out there, and think that this is how football goes. You forget that we play in the SEC where people actually play defense. You know, they may bust the coverage here or there, or, you know, they might not. They may be a little young on that side of the ball, but people actually play defense in the SEC. It's kind of hard to score in this league. Here at LSU and Ole Miss, we'll talk about that later. But it's really hard to score in this league. You know what I mean? So um, they recruit just like we do. And you just – and it comes down to an excuse standpoint. We are not any – the people out in the West – they don't play defense. Anything on this side and south, they we, we play defense over here. Yeah, absolutely. So we're not going to let you that for thirty years and throw throw you know for six hundred and fifty yards against us. No, that's not going to happen. No, not at all. Not at all. We're we're going to play defense. Auburn has always played defense. The defense has oh. never been the issue um, in this what eleven year win streak that we have. Everything on defense every year, year in and year out. They're really good on defense. Yeah, they always have. They always have somebody getting after you. I mean that that loss that we the last time we lost to Auburn, which was 2017, they uh, they had huge huge guys in the middle. They had that's when they had Derek Brown. That's when they had uh, all, all those pass rushers, and I mean they could flat get after you. They always have good defense. Offense is offense is usually an enigma, but they they always have really really good defense defenses and when they have it when they have some talent on offense they're a dangerous team because that atmosphere is is great so speaking of defense israel let's go back to the good let's let's spin this thing back into a positive note uh what what's the what's the good on on defense the good we'll see we're seeing buller back seeing stark back um you know seeing tyke smith um the secondary uh and pass you know coverage look a lot better um you know it's, it's one of those deals to where, you know, we, we got a lot of guys in the secondary making tackles, which is good because we're going to need it this coming week against Kentucky, you know. But with that good comes a whole lot of bad because we're just letting people get on the perimeter, and then, which is not very good because we got too many people in the box. You know, and I think that's one of those deals to where we thought that Auburn was going to throw the ball a little bit more um, than they yeah. did. Um, so obviously you got people spread out and kind of take away windows and things like that, but they kind of hit us, you know, where it hurts. You know, you always make adjustments, you know. Um, that defensive side of the ball and that coach staff does a phenomenal job of making adjustments. But, you know, I was even getting a little frustrated. I was like, are we not going to do anything to keep them from running outside the tackle box? No, in between the tackle box, I think we're good. You know, give or take a run or yeah. two to where they kind of hit us on you know, they hit us on the big the touchdown right there. But I mean, it's on the goal line. So I mean, you're gonna get a couple extra bodies down there. But yeah. you know, the long run Horton had, I mean, there was nobody outside on the perimeter. 
um, to keep keep him in, in contain because I think we played a little bit a lot of man in this game until the second half. You yeah. know, so um, oh, another good is seeing Everett. Man, Everett played a really good game at corner. Yeah, um, I thought he played a tremendous know, think, game. I think our secondary looked really really good. I think our linebackers looked good. It's just those perimeter runs when they kind of got us on the edge. You know, we kind of took a lot of bad angles. So I'm pretty sure today. Um, was a lot of angle drill tackle, a lot of angry people at practice today. <laughs> if I had to guess I, on a Monday, I, I bet Kirby was on that microphone going absolutely ballistic. But yeah, for I'm me, sure he, let it, uh, he let him have it. I guarantee he let him have it. He was in the middle of drills today. They probably did old school Oklahoma today. If I had to mm-hmm. guess, probably just defensive so. players, no offensive players, just defensive players just knocking the hell out of each other. Probably so. Um, but, uh, I mean, for me, the good, um, again, was was summed up with kind of one play when it, when it looked, when it talked about secondary. Uh, Auburn threw a pass. Uh, Dude made a really, really good catch. But, like, at the last minute, Dalen Everett just comes in and just swats it out. Punch I mean, the guy, the guy made mm-hmm. a hell of a hell of a catch. And Edwards just – I mean, Everett, Edwards. Uh, I'm thinking of Dejan Edwards. Uh, Dalen Everett – just played right through the ball. Like he just continued playing right through the ball and he just smacked it out. And it, it was, just, and it looks so nonchalant. Like he's done that a million times, which mm-hmm. was great. Uh, I, I think yes. they, obviously they couldn't get anything going in the passing game, which is the reason why I think they lost is because they became one dimensional because uh, Peyton, Peyton uh, Michael Vick. I mean, Peyton Thorne was, uh, mm-hmm. was too busy running. <laughs> And if he was Michael Vick, he just won a couple of those. I was like, yeah, dog. We that one where he, this man. That that first drive where he got off on a on a 60-yard run, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, where, where's this guy? It's like, where did he man. come from? This was not the see- scouting report. <laughs> What's <laughs> no, it? But you could see the fear in his eyes when he was when they showed the slow-mo and the close-up of his face, he was like Oh, 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 oh no! You could see it in yes. his face. He was he was terrified. Get out as quick as possible is what he was looking for. He was running. He was oh my god! Yeah, it was bad. So, um, but yeah, that's that's my good. I I, I thought the linebackers played okay. I, I thought the safeties played tremendously. I thought the DBs were the best unit on the field. Um, now my bad. It's going to be the interior of the defense and and the and the edge guys playing the run. I mean, I I think we were just off kilter. I I, I don't want to be like I don't want to be that guy's like yeah our, our defense tackles suck, our outside linebackers suck. Yeah. They they just they were they just weren't on the same page. Like yeah, but just busts, mental bust, assignment busts, yeah. things like that. I mean, I just think it was I just think it was ugly. Um and and yeah and uh. You know they had way too many big runs. I I, I thought Jarquez Hunter was allowed to be more physical than he should have been. Um, I thought we should have done more against him. Uh, he's a great runner. I don't want to take anything away from Jarquez Hunter, but I just think that what usually makes this Georgia defense really good is when they get him when they when they stop him from getting going when when they get guys in the backfield and and stuff runs and. Uh, for them not to be able to do that is something that 
we're not used to seeing. And I know there's a lot of spoiled Georgia fans that are like, oh, my God, defense sucks. What, what are we going to do? No, the defense doesn't suck. We Again, yeah. we've just got some things to shore up. We've got some communication issues. The communication last year was in the defensive backfield. They seemed to kind of figure some of those things out, even from week to week this year. Mm-hmm. Now now it's down into the you know option run game, which Hugh Freeze does a great job of coaching that so you got to tip your mm-hmm. hat to him a little bit um but uh you know I, I think it's i know i think it's good yeah i think i think we're fine like you say it's just a bunch of missed assignments i saw you know a couple of missed tackles probably hit a gap that you weren't supposed to here and there um i think we blitzed ourselves out of a lot of things a couple of times especially on that last drive um tried to disguise some things and and you know we blitz a guy and guy's supposed to pop out getting the hook curls on and he didn't which luckily you know thornton just overthrew him on the slant otherwise that's another first down um but you know it's just one of those deals to where you know we're, we just gotta cheer some things up on that on that side of the ball you know like we've talked about before there's not a big name on that side of the ball that you're just like oh my god you know, um, I think Michael Williams, I think he's down or I didn't he didn't make a whole lot of noise um with his play. Um Chamberlain's there was a couple of plays he I had, looked, but not not certain the volume. Yeah, that that I expected, you know, set the edge and you know, you got uh, a couple of guys that you're just waiting to just have a coming out party. Um mm-hmm. and I know we'll talk about it later on, but in this game Saturday, everybody's gonna have to have a coming out party because this Kentucky Wildcat thing's pretty daggum sporty. Um but, you know, we'll, you'll get back to the drawing board. You know, they had practice today. I'm pretty sure it was one of a very, very intense practice today um, because, I mean, all of our goals are still at hand, you know. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, you know, you don't want to run into is the fact that we got old Miss coming in, who's pretty who's pretty good. Jackson Dark can actually run the football, and he will actually score if he gets to the perimeter. Um, mm-hmm. We got Missouri coming in who can throw, the, who can throw that ball. Um and you know they can run the ball too. I think Drink West got those guys rolling pretty good over there. So and we still got Florida too. You know out what everything that's going on with those guys. But you know they can still be very very dangerous down there in Jacksonville. So you still got a pretty good slate of games. You know that you need to tighten up on. Let's not forget Tennessee. You know Milton's not one to to run the football, but at the same time they do got some guys that can that can run it. You know so I think it's just time to screw some things up. You know, you got to get some guys out there that want to play that know what to do. Um, and I think it's just to the point to where it's just – it boils down to both sides of the football, just execution. You hear Kirby say it all the time. You know, we wait till the second half to figure things out. We ain't got time to do that. You know, we got to execute. You know, one play – just think one play at a time. One play at a time. Just make sure you do your job. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. And I, I think we're going to – we're going to um, in that portion of it on that. I mean, just just – execute sooner i think is the message uh, for this georgia team and and you'll avoid a lot of upsets i, I want to ask you this before we get out of here because uh, we're going to preview kentucky more in depth uh, on, on our next episode but i wanted to ask you this about playing in an environment like that and when teams come to sanford and and, and experience similar things does it I mean, obviously when you're the home team, your body kind of feeds off of it and your adrenaline gets pumping a little bit. But when you're a visitor in a place like that, you know, South Carolina, you've been to LSU, you've been to Auburn, you know, you've been to environments like that. What, what is the Mm -hmm. physical toll that it takes on you um, being in that, being in that environment as a visitor? 
well, it takes a little bit more focus. You know, um, I don't think we have very many penalties, um, which is kudos to that coaching staff um, for getting mm-hmm. those guys prepared to go over there. But you never, you never really can prepare. You know, I think Coach Rick did a really good job of, you know, when we had away games and we would, we would come practice at the stadium um, and they would turn the loudspeaker on and you just hear crowd and noise and things like that. And you have to communicate, you know, throughout the week. Um, so you, you kind of get prepared that way, but nothing really prepares you for when you come out of that tunnel and you just see all those people. You know, um, one thing about Auburn, one thing about Tennessee, you just see all that ugly orange, you know, as you come and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm playing. Here they go. You know, and then, you know, nobody's trash talking you at practice like they do during during those football games either. You know, so you have to mentally prepare yourself for, all right, this guy just said that my mom should go play in traffic. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's 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 a mental mental deal. Um, you know, we do a lot of a lot of times with our high school kids, um, you know, just making sure that if you can handle everything that I said to you at practice, then there's nothing that will bother you during a football game. Absolutely nothing, you know. So um, the mental toll has to be done on Monday. So that was today, you know. And I think that's what's been propelling us, you know, being down and coming back in the second half is the mental aspect of the game. Um, because most teams are like, all right, we're good. We got them. This is where, we, you know, this is where, you know, we pretty much won the game. And Georgia comes out like, mm-hmm. not so fast, my friend. You know, we're a lot mentally tougher than you, you know, and it just doesn't bother them. Right. And then they got to regroup. So it's, that's good. Um, I, I, I really like the way the, the intensity of practices really kind of help us in those scenarios because, like, there's there's some teams that would fold completely under those pressures because, like I said, an, an environment like Auburn, like Arkansas, when they came in, when they were ranked in the top ten, I think it was last year, yeah. when they came in, they completely folded early mm-hmm. because it was hot, it was loud, it was, you know, the defense had gotten pinned back, and they just and and, and they just folded yes. immediately, and they couldn't handle like it because they weren't as mentally through, tough. Monday through Wednesday, absolutely. Monday through Wednesdays are are the most grueling days as far as you know mentally preparing us for Friday. You know, Thursdays more so. You walk through, um, and, you know, it kind of goes same thing in college. You know, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, are the days. Thursday kind of walk through because Friday you travel. Um, so those first three days are very, very important. You know, the more I push you at practice, the game is easy, you know. Um, and I think that's the mentality that that the staff has put into those guys. So that's why you, you don't see any panic from them. You know, I haven't seen them panic. You see panic on Twitter and everybody else before you see it on the football team. You know, there's no panic between those guys. There's no pointing fingers between those guys. You know, it's – all right, next play. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, how Coach Smart says, the next moment. You know, you ne- the next moment is the best moment. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the mentality that they have this year, resilient, being resilient, and the next moment is the best moment. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So speaking, you know, that that's that's the biggest thing to describe this team. And, you know, I, I've seen I've seen some teams that, that haven't been able to be resilient, and it causes me to be like, uh, okay. Like there's some Georgia teams that, you know, some of those ones like early, like the 13, 14, 15 years where like it just, and, and again, it's some, in some situations it's tough. It's like, it's almost impossible to be resilient because there's so many odds stacked up against you. So I, I certainly don't blame it, but there's certainly, you know, from a fan's perspective, you're just like, 
God, like, you know, this is an avalanche of, of, of adversity. And, and we just keep, and we just keep on trucking. Eventually it's got to bury us. And, you know, it looks like we're going to have to wait at least another week to see (laughs) how much adversity we can take. Hopefully we can deliver some adversity more often and, and, and earlier in, in this next game. So that'll, that'll be, uh, hopefully we'll provide a, a, a raucous environment for Kentucky. Last time Liam Cohen was here, he scored a bunch of points, he scored a bunch yeah. of points. Um, and he's a yeah, very he good play caller. Yes, he and, is. He took full advantage of Florida this weekend. It was cool. Mm, Bless Florida's yeah. heart. Yeah. Ray, <laughs> Ray Davis. Yeah. Ray Davis, you know, I, I would have kept him in to get the record, but you know, it makes so bad. And here's the thing that, you know, before we get out there, Florida had people in the right spots, but those kids won't want it. None of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm a guy pretty like sure Ray, that's what running hard does. When we play Kentucky on Saturday, you better bring your lunch pail. Cause that young man is toting that rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better come ready to play better. Come ready to play. But when we, when, the next time we see you, uh, we're going to be talking about talking about one Ray Davis. We're going to be talking about one Devin Leary, and and this very tough, always tough Kentucky defense. Um, they're always very stingy against the run. They they shut Florida down. Uh, Florida has has a strong strong rushing attack. They shut them completely down. Um, so we'll we'll see kind of how they match up with Georgia. And and again, I think the key word is execution, and early. And and I think that's. You know, not to give too much away, but I think if we execute, and we execute early. Should be should be a fairly fairly simple game, but uh, yep. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up right there though, um, and I don't want to give too much away for the next episode. So uh, we're gonna come back uh, later on this week. We're gonna preview that game. We're gonna make some more picks uh, so that you can go with Israel's picks and not mine. Maybe you'll hit a parlay, uh, and uh, we'll we'll go we'll Maybe. go from there. Maybe. Um, I picked Duke, which almost was a good pick. Um, almost. I want to start doing like money line stuff because like I feel like I can do money line pretty well. But yeah, it's, it's it's tricky. It is very, very tricky. It is it is. It's tough so, to the streets. Yep. Yeah. But it is, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Find us anywhere you get your podcast YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Sirius XM, Amazon, Google Music, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can find us right there, Cassidy. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining the show. Our day was very, very good. Um, at least my day was pretty good. Um, Israel, I, I, I imagine yours was too. Weather's nice up here in Tennessee, so I'm happy about that. Absolutely. We're starting to get some cool weather. It's coming. It is coming. Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. This is where the fall season finally kicks in up here. You guys just get summer summer light. Down yeah, there. that's what we're we're in that right now. You know, yeah. it's still allergy season down here. Yeah, I think it'll always be allergy season here. I think it's just that way. But Follow us at Believe in Dogs, at Troopstar28, at Coach Burton36. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook if, you, if you're still a Facebook user. Um, but we will catch you back here later on this week. But until then, you already know the drill. Go dogs.
trickled out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.